Hey, Spotlighters, Mike Cam here, the coolest guy in title insurance and your host of the Morning Spotlight Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We have a great guest that I know is going to absolutely blow you away. If you like what you hear, please smash that subscribe button and leave us a review. And remember, when it's time for you to purchase title insurance, there's only one guy you should be calling, and that's me. Check the show notes for my email address. And let's get this train rolling and start the show right now. Coffee for today's episode of the Morning Spotlight Podcast was provided by Spotlighter Tiffany Callahan. Thanks, Tiff. And if anybody else out there wants to support the show and keep us caffeinated, go to themorningspotlight.com and click Buy Mike a Coffee. This is Tiffany Callahan, host of the Drinks After Work Podcast, and you're listening to the Morning Spotlight with Mike Cam. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Cam, coming to you as always from the Spotlight Studios here in Morristown, New Jersey. My guest today is a marketing and creative strategist who has worked at companies from Fortune 100s to startups developing integrated marketing campaigns, say that five times fast, that elevate the customer journey at every touch point. She has a background in advertising and graphic design and is now also the producer and host of the Drinks After Work Podcast, where she interviews people in the marketing and creative industry, happy hour style. She is Tiffany Callahan. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's awesome to have a spotlighter on the show because I know that you listen like religiously almost, right? Yeah, almost. Um, When I can't listen exactly when it's live, I catch up after the fact, but yeah. Well, yeah, that that still counts. That still counts for (laughs) sure. Um, So right out of the gate, I have a question for you and you are not prepared for this question. So so in the email that I asked you to send me like your bio and everything, you wrote in that email, this might be the hardest thing I've done all week. Um, Does that mean you've had an incredibly difficult week or easy week? Because- that makes me feel very self-conscious. <laughs> a little bit of both. I don't like talking about myself. So, and I didn't have a bio prepared. So writing a bio about myself was very difficult for me. I also, yeah. it's Tuesday, so it's not that much into the week. Right. So don't well, you're already too much. <laughs> well, you're already prepared that the rest of the week is going to be easier than what you're going to do here. Um, right. Is that, is that no, right? No, 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 no. So it's the hardest thing I've done as of oh up to this point up to this point yeah. oh okay i, I understand I so understand. you know all right yesterday yesterday i was at the beach still so it's not <laughs> yesterday you were at the beach i was yeah. oh well yesterday was a great day we went on a hike and it was like way too hot i mean it was like 95 yeah. degrees and we were in some trail in milburn and like just sweating our asses off it was fantastic nice nice we'll try not to be too jersey on this podcast for everyone else listening <laughs> yeah whatever Screw them. <laughs> they're, not, they're not even listening anyway. <laughs> they tuned out. Yeah, right. They're done. Um, all right. So uh, I, I need to, we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff today. I have so many different things that I do want to get to over the course of this episode. Um, but we're going to start with one thing that I know for a fact that you're an e- expert on. <laughs> so we're going to talk about reels because you are like coming, the yeah. reels queen, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I need to know 
uh, why, 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 what became of this fascination with reels and trying like doing the 30 day reels channel challenge, which I failed. I stopped after like two weeks. Um, I just couldn't do it anymore. It was like too much stuff. And, um, so like what, why reels? Tell me about it. So I, that's a great question. I don't actually know. Um, I think it was just a brand new, uh, feature on Instagram and everyone was, everyone that I saw that was doing reels consistently was getting massive uh, organic growth. And I knew that it was like a unique way in which Instagram was was rolling out those reels and pushing the reels content. They were actually favoring smaller accounts and they still are. Um, The creator, Instagram creator has come out with saying that that is the purpose of reels is actually to actively promote smaller accounts that are wanting to grow. So if you have like zero to a thousand followers, they're gonna push out your content more to people um, than if you have bigger accounts. They still are pushing out bigger accounts. So that's not right. to say that people that have bigger accounts don't shouldn't do reels. But um, especially if you have a smaller audience, that's, that's really the place where you can grow. Um, and I just found it very interesting. It was a different medium that I hadn't been uh, doing or, or even interested in doing before Yeah, short form video. And like, you know, I saw TikTok, I found it interesting, but I never actually wanted to dive into TikTok. And then, cause I spend all my time on Instagram anyway. Um, so, and basically TikTok came to Instagram. I was like, all right, this is, this is, this is going somewhere. This short form video is going to be the new big wave. I should probably figure this out and just get over myself and do it. Um, and then I found out that I was having a lot of fun doing that. So, um, <laughs> I just kind of dove in head first and yeah. someone, someone I saw that was doing the 30 day reels challenge. I was like, this sounds fun. Let me, let me bring, like, try and force myself to be creative. Yeah. Cause another problem with my, with me is, um, my creativity comes and flows in it like ebbs and flows. Is that the saying? Yeah. yeah ebbs and flows. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like some days I'll, I'll be turning out like fun, awesome posts, like for, 10 hours and then the next day have zero creativity zero motivation not want to do anything uh and not want to like think outside the box of something cool and interesting for instagram so um having a 30 day real challenge was was a way to get myself motivated to do something consistently yeah well tell me like so you're a podcaster we're gonna get into the podcast a little bit later and i'm a podcaster and we met in podcasting rooms and we're gonna get it we're gonna get into that more yeah i don't know if you knew but this is a podcast (laughs) um so tell me how like what is the benefit of doing reels for podcasters because to me it's it's always been not very difficult but difficult to get people to translate from one platform to a podcasting platform to take you know, at the time of this recording, the 660 some uh, followers that I have on Instagram don't necessarily translate to listeners to the show. Um, So talk to me about like the benefit and like, you know, how that, how that relationship works. So the benefit is at the end of the day, the benefit is you're just going to get more exposure out there. More people are going to know who you are and they're going to know that you have a podcast. So then inherently more people that know about your podcast will likely listen to your podcast. It's not going to be a one-for-one take, obviously. Um, It's the same thing, regardless if it's podcasting or if it's uh, you're a small business with sales uh, that sells product, or if you're a coffee shop owner, whatever, it's not going to be a one-to-one translation. You're not going to have all of a sudden like a million people come to your coffee shop just because you have a million followers on Instagram. Um, But what that does mean is that your brand is being exposed to more people. And 
with it being exposed to more people, the likelihood that either that person or someone that that person knows um, is going to eventually be a listener, buy your product, go to your coffee shop is much, much higher. So essentially it's a platform to be able to get your name and your brand out there. Um, What it does, and it's funny because we were actually just talking about this over DM, it's a, it's a great way, or Instagram in general, um, social media in general, is a great way to engage with your audience because obviously podcasting is a one-way conversation. Um, you put content out into the universe and people listen, but they can't necessarily interact with it unless you give them some sort of call to action. DM me on Instagram, email me, go on my Facebook group, whatever. There's no way of interacting with the people that are actually listening to your show. So by having and producing content on Instagram, you're allowing that conversation to take place back and forth with your listeners. Um, and for reels specifically, it's, I think it's no more than a way to get out of your comfort zone. People that have podcasts, generally speaking, like to talk to people yeah. um, and like to have their voice heard. Some podcasters like you do video. And so it's, it's just a little bit of an extension and, and a way of doing video in a short form sense. For other people like me who only do an audio podcast, it was a way of getting uh, myself and my face in front of the camera. So right. um, it's just, you know, it's it depends. And honestly, it really depends on what you want to get out of it too, like what your purpose is. Some people, um, some people start on Instagram and then do podcasts to kind of continue the conversation that they're having. Right. So I know a friend of mine has a massive following on Instagram, massive for my sense. <laughs> she has like hundreds of thousands of people following her. Yeah. And um, she she really cultivated that community and, and created a presence for herself on social media. And then from there, some of the conversations that she's had has lended that to creating a podcast to support some of the stuff that she talks about on Instagram. So for her, it was actually a backwards thing, yeah. but it was a way of getting a little bit more long form content and more in depth into some topics that she posts about. Right. Yeah, I know. I think that's a great point because I, I think that as I've seen my Instagram grow, I've seen my listeners grow. And I think that it's just one of those things where it just kind of helps promote the overall brand. So if I have the morning spotlight brand and that continues to grow on Instagram or wherever else, eventually, you know, if it takes 10 followers to make a listener or 20 or more, I don't yeah. know what the conversion rate is. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's a lot higher than that. But no um, yeah, I mean, if well, I think it depends I, too. It depends yeah, on, exactly. the, on the content. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just think that that's just something where like the more you're able to get your brand and, and yourself out there, you got to cast a big net to catch exactly. some fish. You know, and you're not going <laughs> to cast a uh, catch a fish with a net this big, but the bigger your net is, there you go. Correct. Um, Correct. So uh, we need to get to know you more because to be honest, and we've known <laughs> each other basically since January, I think, on Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was on Clubhouse. I don't know like anything about you. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, I say that, you know, like as a, as a uh, little bit embellished, but right. I mean, like, I know that you have a marketing background. I don't know what kind of marketing, I don't know kind of like what your trajectory through your career has been. I know you're, you, know, you have a family, you're here in New Jersey, just like me. Uh, yes. So we probably live 20 minutes away from each other and have never met each other. Um, but well, uh, we probably have actually. <laughs> well, yeah, we probably have run across. We probably each other run at across. Some point. Yeah, we've yeah, probably, probably both like, met at the famous frog or something like that. You yeah, probably, you probably like were in my lane or I was in your lane. You probably beeped at me on like Route 80 or something. Yeah. But <laughs> that's just what we do here. That's how we say hello. <laughs> uh, but uh, so let's talk about just kind of give me like a 30,000 foot view 
of your background in marketing. Let's talk about that first. Awesome. Um, so it's a little bit kind of all over the place, but not really. So I started, I went to Seton Hall University, so still in Jersey, um, with a degree in marketing um, and minors in advertising and graphic design and Spanish, actually. So that's fun. Um, a lot and, of all at once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Do you, can you speak Spanish now? Yes, I can. I also speak Portuguese because I am Portuguese. Okay. So, um, but that so was... You're, you're trilingual. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You should do a, you should do the, a, something like that. You should do a, a reel in a different language. I should. Except show your well-roundedness. I should, maybe, because I don't also want to like necessarily attract people that have don't speak only speak Spanish because then I'm like, uh, my podcast is only in English. Sorry, well, that's guys. a good point. Yeah, well, that's why you're in marketing and I am not. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to think of the whole life cycle. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, good, fair point. Fair. So you know what you're talking about. Um, we, that a was that right a out of the gate. <laughs> but uh, all right, sorry. Continue. Trilingual. No, so- Trilingual, Seton Hall, Hall, um, marketing. And when I left, I, when I graduated, I left. Yeah. I just dropped out. No, when I graduated, I, uh, got an advertising job in the big city, New York city. Um, for those of you guys that don't know where this is, the city, Uh, the city. yeah. Yeah. And did that for, I was working in advertising on the account side for, I think like two years, three years, something like that. And then I, um, transitioned over to the client side which basically just means that instead of doing the advertising, I was the one telling the advertisers what to do. Um, And I started there um, and I kind of jumped around in the marketing field from everything from like email marketing, radio, TV, above above the line is what those are called, um, above the line tactics. (laughs) And retail did a pretty good stint in digital marketing, um, everything from e-commerce to personalization, A-B testing, all that fun stuff. And I'm just using buzzwords. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I know what half of these things mean. I'm like, I'm going to start writing them down. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Above the line. Yeah. Yep. There you go. (laughs) A-B. I know what that is, but I'm just going to write it down anyway. (laughs) All right. Keep going. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. Um, Then, yeah. In the meantime, during all this, I also taught graphic design at Seton Hall for a couple of years. So I taught like incoming freshmen basics of graphic design, intro to graphic design essentially was what it was. Okay. Um, so I, and I stopped t- teaching my own classes, but I do help out every now and again still with all the portfolio reviews and with all the finals and stuff like that. So I still get the graphic design teaching aspect of it without having to like actually do the course. So that's, you know, was a very big time suck there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now I work at a startup, I'm doing marketing, general marketing for them. It's basically, um, I'm calling it general marketing because th- it, there's no focus. It's just get our brand out there. Cause it's a startup. So I have to do all of those things. So it's kind of a good thing that I was able to jump around so much in my past. Now that I get to like work at, as a, at this startup um, and kind of flex all of the different or wear all the different hats that I've worn. So. Right. You could say flex the muscles because, you, you, yeah. you know, you don't want to be like a jack of all trades, master of none. You know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, talk to me about, so you're working at a startup now and in your bio that I read as we were kind of introing you, I said that you've also worked with some Fortune 100 companies over the Correct. course of your career. So Correct. is there a difference? Uh, do Fortune 100 companies and startups have similar, can they have some of the same issues when it comes to marketing or because they're so 
on opposite ends of the lifespan of a business that it makes it, you know, two totally different areas to try to market in. That's a good question. Um, I think it's different. It's it. There are a lot of the similarities when it comes to the day-to-day tactical stuff. So, you know, trying to figure out what the, what the proper campaign is going to be, how to get new customers, taking a look at the data that you get um, and really optimizing your spend uh, and what you're putting out there and making sure that it's translating well to the customer, taking a look at the customer journey and making sure that, okay, you're talking to them at this point about X when you, when they buy from you and then they get a secondary email, make sure that they're still talking about X and they're not talking about like Z for whatever reason. So there's still some of the same stuff there. The biggest difference is inherently in the amount of work that's necessary to brand um, a startup versus, or even to get a brand recognition out there of a startup from or from a fortune 100 company. Sure. Obviously everyone knows what Verizon is. Like that's yeah. one of the companies that I used to work for. So Verizon is a massive name. You know, you know what it is, you know what they do, you know what they sell. Um, and so the upfront work is very, very simple. You know, you just put, you just put the name Verizon on there and you know that they sell phones and yeah. they have a, a 5g network now for this other startup that I'm doing, you have to do a lot of the heavy lifting of giving an example and giving it a storytelling around what the product actually is, what it does, what the benefits are. And then you have to do the work of why you should buy from them as opposed to any competitors. Right. So it's really a lot more brand work upfront than it is like tactical work. That's really the biggest difference. Does it also become difficult maybe because like if you're working for a Verizon, I'm sure that they probably have deep pockets to spend in the marketing world. So it's just kind of like, you know, we have this huge name plus a lot of money. Um, then do you have like another instance where you have to be strategic in how you spend those dollars on the marketing side with a, with a startup? I would imagine. Yes. Right. It can't just be like, let's just throw all our money at marketing and then figure it out, you know? Yeah. So it's actually interesting. Yes, that's true. We do have a lot more money, obviously, at the bigger companies than you do at a startup. But I would argue that it's actually easier to optimize the spend of marketing budgets at a startup than it is at a big, a big major corporation. Ooh. When you like working at Verizon, there's so many layers and so many teams and so many people that you have to go through to get one thing approved. So generally speaking, you'd have to work with the media team who has to work with the media agency who then has to work with their channel partners and then back up the ladder and you have to get that approved through your manager who has to get that approved to their manager, get that approved through the CMO, you know, all this, yeah. all these layers that you have to go through versus at the startup, I'm, I just kind of look for, Hey, I'm spending more money on Facebook this week. And then I'm spending more money on Google next week and, um, Google performed better. So, Hey, boss, uh, I'm going to spend an extra 300 bucks on Google next week because it performed better last week. Right. So you, you're able to optimize a lot quicker. You're able to, um, tweak things a lot faster and kind of the whole mentality of, um, fail forward fast is, is easier done at a startup because there's less layers basically. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's an, I, I did not know that. I think that that's a great point. Um, and I was just curious. I don't know why. I didn't either until I started working at this at this place. And now it's like, um, you know, it's it, it's really opening my eyes to all the work and all the lever, eh, levers that you need to pull to get something done. Yeah. Um, whereas before I was just 
you know, it was an email that I would shoot out to some other person who would probably shoot that same email to someone else to get something done. So yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Forward, delete all the top stuff, send. Yeah, um, basically. Yeah. So, cause I, I mean, I guess maybe this might be like a stereotype of small businesses, but I just thought for whatever reason, maybe it was something where you have a startup and because maybe they don't have the funds of a big company, maybe they're a little bit hesitant because they, maybe they don't understand the uh, benefit of putting the money to work. You got to, you got to spend it to make it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that ever something that you have to run across? Yeah, definitely. So we actually had an instance um, with our CAO. Um, <laughs> I, it was one of the first meetings that I ever had with him and he was arguing as to how we could get, um, attribution. So attribution is a big thing with, with startups, especially because you want to make sure that every dollar that you spend, you can actually see where it's going and, and how it's driven conversions down the funnel. Attribution basically means that, um, you know, you put a billboard out there. You want to know that the sale that you got is from that billboard, or if it's from the Facebook campaign that you ran, um, or something, or like the email that you sent, which generally speaking, it's very, very difficult to identify that you only were able to get that sale from that one tactic. Usually, especially at a big company, you don't really care about those direct attribution numbers because you have so much spend out there that is going towards brand awareness or that's going towards, um, you know, all of these campaigns working together as opposed to now at the startup, you want to be able to individually say, yes, this billboard made X number of sales. Yeah. So that was what his question was in one of the very first meetings. And I'm sitting there like, you know, deer in headlights, like, oh my God, what, what have I done? Why am yeah. I now having to justify the $3,000 that we spent on this billboard to some guy that we only got like 10 sales from? And I'm like, well, honestly, the fact that you can even attribute 10 sales to a billboard is... pretty pretty great you know like so it's it's interesting having to justify that stuff i forgot the question as i was going through this that was the question (laughs) it was just like you know like in a startup environment um you know like would it be hard to convince people to spend money and i feel like that's something because i feel like a lot of times with my friends that are in marketing a lot of times they struggle with the conversation about like hey you're spending this money you're not going to see an immediate return it's yeah. something that it may, maybe you will, but not all the time. And eventually, like the more you put that stuff out there and it's like people see it more and more, then they're like, oh, you know, morning spotlight or, oh, you know, drinks after work or my can, whatever it is. Um, yeah. You just got to put the stuff out there. Yeah, it, it kind of comes down to also. So I help out a lot of small businesses in my area um, with some of their marketing efforts, too. And it ultimately comes down to what it is, what is it that you want to drive at the end of the day? So for my, my startup, my, my day job, (laughs) um, for them, it's, they want to drive sales. So, you know, having to justify putting, spending money on a billboard is actually really difficult because they, billboards don't necessarily impact the bottom line. So in those types of meetings, I really dig down and I say, okay, what is it that we're trying to do here? Are we trying to build brand awareness? Because if we are, then I want to focus on these tactics. Or if we're trying to just convert sales, then I'll then I'll focus on these other tactics. So it's really kind of understanding what it is, what the purpose behind the spend is going to be right. and what it is that you're trying to get out of your marketing efforts in general. Gotcha. So I have like another friend of mine, for example, who's in real estate and he wants to just get leads. So for that, you know, you're not going to put a billboard out there, but you're probably going to like 
have to go door to door or I'm working with him on creating a magazine, for example, okay. something like that. That's um, a little bit, it's going to generate more uh, people interested in who you are as opposed yeah. to calling you necessarily for real estate. Sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the, the graphic design, do you do graphic design? Like, do you actually like do that service or is that just something that you've had uh, experiences in? I used to, and I didn't like doing, I used to, and <laughs> um, I had a client one time that was not very fun to work with. (laughs) And then I realized that, you know, my style, I like to, I like graphic design to be fun. And for me to like deal with nitpicky people, I didn't want to deal with nitpicky people. So yeah, So they didn't like your graphic designs. Uh, it's not that they didn't like them. They were just very picky and, t- and like, well, well that shade of red is a little bit too bright. Can we turn oh. it down two knots and can we move this over to the left two inches and like little things like that. And I was like, you know, it was throwing off the design it yourself, me. design yeah. it yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You know? So right. after that experience and talking to some friends of mine who actually do graphic design freelance work, yeah. um, I decided that I wasn't I wasn't equipped to deal with the nitpicky people like that. And apparently that happens more often than not. So yeah, I, I still do it on the side for fun. I still design some friends, wedding invitations and things like that. So I do the fun stuff. Yeah. Did you design your own podcast logo? I did. I, I've told you before, I really like your podcast logo <laughs> drinks you. after work. Cause it's the microphone clinking with the, um, with the wine glass, the wine glass yes. which I think is creative. Thank you. Thank I was you. just curious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I did, I did mine, that. but you know, no, it's awesome. It's I like me. that. It's sitting right there. <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, no hair though. No hair now. I don't. Hey, you wear, gotta update it a little bit. I don't wear those headphones anymore. But then I have to like change all my stuff. Talk to me yeah. about that. Like a rebrand. Is it hard Rebranding to go through a rebrand? It is yeah, hard. Right? Um, because you have to basically take inventory of everything that you currently have out there, and unless you're like, unless you're doing a gradual rebrand. In which case you're now you're tweaking things a little bit. And so instead of having the plugged in headphones, you have like the big headphones that you currently have on right now. Yeah. That's a tweak to the brand that I don't necessarily think that you would need to change everything historically. Um, or what you could do is announce the rebrand. A lot of people don't do that. They just kind of, you know, slowly rebrand themselves or they do a big branding reveal or something like that after the fact. So you could announce that you're rebranding or that you're updating and then keep everything similar. Um, changing something from having like he- one set of headphones to another is not that big of a deal. And even making that little icon a bald guy or putting a hat on him, you should put a hat on him. Yeah, but the, I, I feel like that's going to be hard because if you do like a graphic design with like a front on hat, you're not going to be able to tell what it is. No? You can put a backwards hat. But I never wear a backwards hat. It doesn't matter. It's just symbolic. I don't know. <laughs> See, I would be one of these nitpicky clients. Like, I'm fine. getting free advice on my show <laughs> from you and I'm being nitpicky. That's um, fine. Send yeah. me the vector file and I'll, I'll tweak it. And I want to get my hands on it. This is the kind of stuff that I like doing. I like yeah. doing like little intricate designs like that. So, <laughs> right. But then, but then I have, I have all these t-shirts and stuff that have been bought by the masses out in, in the world. So what do I do with those? They there's it's fine. They vintage. still stay the same. Yeah. They're vintage. Yeah. I can do like a retro, <laughs> Because you're not you're not thing. changing the morning spotlight name. If you were changing the name, then that would be a massive, massive, massive change, and you'd have to have all those people like have a massive bonfire. Okay, where we just burn them. Yeah, like like resell <laughs> them 
resell them new shirts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's a, that's one way of making more money to selling the same stuff to the same people. You're like, hey guys, <laughs> right. listen, you, yeah. you Sorry. bought Your shirt's something that's outdated. Date. So no, I've been gotta... bald since October, but <laughs> you bought this last month. So you're gonna have to buy a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, you know, interesting, interesting, but I, I'll send you that. You can, you can do whatever you want to it. I don't care. Uh, I don't know if it's a vector file though. I honestly have no idea what it even is. <laughs> well, send me the file and I'll, I'll tweak it. I also want to get my hands on your, um, cover art because I love again because I have this graphic design background and a, a love for design in general yeah I, I was also having a nerdy conversation with someone else uh through in my dms yesterday about podcast cover art so that was a whole topic that we drove down and it was really fun but um as you're tweaking your cover art and unveiling it for the masses whatever one ends up winning um I'm really excited about that because that kind of stuff gets me really like I love seeing the little details that go into it. And I like yeah. to understand how other people's brains work too. So when we talked about your designs, for example, and I saw, I saw massive differences in all of them and you're like, Oh yeah, but I'm just tweaking like the font here, or this here, or that here, or whatever. <laughs> so you're like, a, no, it's like, not that way, Mike. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I liked it. It was good. It was good. Yeah, well, I can't I mean, wait I just, to see which one you end up with. I know. Well, I did have a winner at the end of that um, vote, but I have not unveiled it because I feel like I need to tweak it even more because it's just like I don't know. It's like one of those things where I just like have to, like the the guest episode art that I changed and rebranded and did all that kind of stuff. I'm very happy with that, but I want to make sure that the new overall podcast art doesn't make it seem like it's the same thing. Like I want it to be different but still part of the same overall brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it might I honestly, by the time this episode posts, this conversation might be irrelevant. I might have already true. picked it. It might be. <laughs> um, but now people will hear of the thought process that went yeah. into- It's a little peeking. peek behind the scenes. Right. The man behind the curtain type thing. Yeah, like the exactly. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you, we, we got on the podcast. Uh, that's how we met. We met on Clubhouse. Yes. Um, what I find cool is that you, when I met you on Clubhouse, we just we would jump into other rooms and whatever, and you hadn't started the show at that point. Um, right. And since then, you have now gotten like hosted rooms on podcasting and uh, been a part of obviously the lunch hour, uh, you know, crew and run that room, which, you know, I'm not trying to be, I'm biased, 100% I'm biased. Um, but that's, you know, it's one of the probably the longest running room in clubhouse up to well, this point we're just gonna we're just gonna say that it is because everyone is. else no one else has been counting so right. i would say that it is I've been longest counting. running room and the best room and the best room say, say, best say crew for sure yeah. obviously um so what i mean and that's only been in the span of five or six months right so what what's that experience been like to get all the information at the beginning start the show be 10 <laughs> episodes in and then now be on stages giving people advice about podcasting <laughs> ever feel weird about that a hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> I mean, imposter I do too. syndrome is a yeah. real thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm a little bit more experienced than you, yes. but just in, in total time doing it an episode total. But even I feel the same way when I start talking to other people and they come on the room and you know, they're like, Oh, I get 10,000 downloads an episode. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm really upset with my growth. Can you help? I'm like, want to switch seats with me? Because I don't know how the hell you even got to that high. But yeah. no, please so take it one away. of the first days that I met Jim, um, who does kids short stories that he was, he was in the room today. Um, and today, today being June 8th, June, June 8th. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't going to post. June 8th. 
Uh, well, I guarantee people that listen to this aren't also in our clubhouse rooms anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And he probably, maybe. I mean, by the time this post, we'll still have the, the longest running clubhouse room. Well, ever. that's true. He might have, he might be in there yeah, exactly. whenever this episode posts. So they could be still, <laughs> it's like that could be evergreen <laughs> or it could be not, you know? So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, or clubhouse could just, you know, be a massive dumpster fire and not even exist. I mean, people are like getting, listening to this. Close. Like, what? Clubhouse <laughs> yeah. is getting close. I it mean, really honestly, is. like the bugs and stuff now, it was great at the beginning. It never yeah. really got buggy. And now it's just, I mean, today's room, people were talking on stage. We couldn't even see them. <laughs> and then you were in the room, but you weren't actually. <laughs> and it was just, it was a disaster. Was I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we're getting like all over the place. <laughs> Please answer. This tends to happen. <laughs> yeah. Answer my insight into what my yeah. podcast is like. This is exactly what it's like. So well, this is what my podcast is like. So just works um but uh okay do you remember um, my question because i barely do i think so well we're just gonna start with the with the, the story tr- that i was telling and yeah okay yeah there. tell that story and we'll take it from there <laughs> so jim so uh kids short story yeah yeah, yeah yeah jim wow i can't kids say short that very stories. Fast. yeah that's kids hard short stories jim um he one of the very first few times that i met him on clubhouse he asked some, some sort of question around like um titles or so I forget exactly what it was but he was asking like a pretty basic question that I had done my research on and so I was able to help him with the answer and then he's like oh yeah that's great okay so that that'll help when I go out for my sponsors as I go to like you know now that I'm getting 200 or 300 thousand downloads per episode and I'm sitting here and I was like texting with another friend of ours um Lauren and I was like did I just give advice me with one measly episode out because I'm pretty sure I only had one episode out at the time right. <laughs> who does not know what she's doing give advice to some guy that's like massively successful that's thinking about quitting his job to do podcasting full-time yeah so it's um it is interesting a lot of imposter syndrome coming out where I just kind of have to make sure that I um, don't I don't discount the work that I do and I don't discount the fact that I know what I'm talking about to an extent, but I also am able to kind of um, make sure that if I'm if I am saying something, I'm qualifying it like, hey, this stuff. If I'm giving you advice, yes, I know what I'm talking about and this is what I'm able to to take based on the limited knowledge that I have or based on the research that I've done to back it up. If I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to be the one to raise my hand and say, hey, this is what you should do. So for for example, if someone's asking like a technical question in terms of hardware that they should use, nope, not me. Someone else take this question. Somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's also a good thing that we've built like a little community that we can kind of tap into that has different expertises in different areas. So you don't necessarily need to be the expert in all things podcasting in order to help other people with their podcasts, you can rely on the community that you've built that can help them do that. Yeah, I agree. That's a great way to put it. I mean, like I literally started, I said this, so yesterday, June 7th was our 100th <laughs> yes. uh, podcast lunch hour. And I said in that room, the first couple times I ever opened it, I would write the title of it would be podcast lunch hour. Teach me something about podcasting. Cause I didn't know anything. <laughs> and I still barely know anything, but yeah. now, I mean, it just got to be too much of a hassle to write out that whole title of that room. So, uh, and then we, you know, got to now and we're a hundred episodes <laughs> in and people think that we know what we're talking about, but jokes on them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, seriously, but I do think that's a good way to put it because I think that when you get into that room, especially when we have a lot of us up there, whether it's, you know, me, you, B, Raf, Tiff, 
Faith, Lauren, uh, your tip, uh, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna let that one slide. Yeah, but... <laughs> I was just want I because I got to say them all together. Yep, I know. It's like you know, if you're gonna name the seven dwarfs, you're gonna name them all. You're not gonna <laughs> like pick a couple. Um, but uh, Brian, you know, and other people that jump into that room to help us out. And I think that it's nice because then you can, if somebody asks a technical question, we have people that can, we have a people on the scene, they can answer yeah. that question for you. <laughs> if they ask marketing questions, we have people on the scene, they can ask that, answer that question for you too. And yeah. that's one of the things that I think is where you're able to um, flex those muscles because you have a background in this thing. And while it may not be specifically podcasting, marketing works for a variety of things. Correct. So it's not just because you did marketing and graphic design at a, at Verizon, you can't right. talk about marketing a podcast. Right? right. So I think that that, that's where it kind of works, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah. No, I, I agree. And I also think that, um, a lot of, a lot of the advice that I give too, from the podcasting standpoint is as a listener, because sometimes I feel like we get too in the weeds with being creators and hosts of our own show that we forget the experience of what it's like to listen to other people's shows. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes some of these questions that people have like yesterday, I don't know, so, it wasn't yesterday, but sometime recently, recently in the recent past, someone asked a question of, um, announcing like taking a couple days off or announcing something on their podcast and I gave the advice of hey maybe you shouldn't necessarily announce it unless it really is going to impact the trajectory of your show because people are not going to necessarily listen to it in exactly right. on the day that you release it so yeah. you know as a listener of podcasts I can give that type of advice too sure. so it goes back to kind of marketing and understanding the full customer journey where you don't you have to think through where you are in that person's life cycle um, with you. Are you really just introducing them to your brand or to your podcast or to your small business or whatever? Or are you, do they know who you are and are they, have they done business with you in the past and you're just introducing them to a new product or something like that? Right. So you have to just kind of understand the the life cycle of what it is that you're, of the customer that you're talking to. Yeah. And I also think too, you know, piggybacking off of that, which is one of my favorite <laughs> phrases. Um, you know, the fact that like, you know, you've posted 10 episodes after spending so much time on Clubhouse learning from people that we frequent rooms with that can answer questions and get you prepared. Not many people make it to 10 episodes. That's like a stat, isn't it? They stop at like seven or seven, some, I think, something yeah. like that. Um, but you've made it to 10, you know, yeah. and as I think that June 8th, out of, as of June 8th, probably <laughs> 12 or 13 by the time this Probably. one posts. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but uh, that'll be a real kick in the ass if you don't. Um, but uh, if you stay at 10, it's going to be hilarious. Um, I think what, because you've done that many and because you spend so much time just like learning, it still gives you a platform to talk about the stuff because you've done stuff that, you know, maybe it could be a newer podcaster than you. Or even someone like me, when you talk about the the listening, I mean, you've sent me stuff on my episodes and I'm like, oh, yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> you know, I were like, you know, oh, the audio sucked on this guy at the end of the episode. I'm like, I know I was just too lazy to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have no problem calling you out. That's no, I know. And that's why I like it. Um, but uh, but I do think that there's something to be said because like everybody kind of has their different experiences with podcasting and it's such a nuanced thing where like not every show while you you and i may have very similar shows they're not the same you know no. <laughs> and then you get just look at the people that we have as part of our little group of six those are six totally different 
yeah. podcast. They may cover some certain, uh, some similar topics, but you know, you have like this track record now of doing episodes and doing things to help grow a brand and all that kind of stuff. So you could talk on those things. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but that's why I think that you make, a, <laughs> I'm just letting you go. You make, a, awesome. you make a great addition to the group just Thanks. because, you know, and, and I think that it's just kind of been cool to see the lifespan of, from when you first got on Clubhouse and were asking questions, and then to now when you're like, you know, one of the green dots. So <laughs> one of the green cool. dots. Yeah, I I do agree. Whoa, well, I'm sorry. There was, you are in this lightning world with me, and there was one just that hit the ground right outside my house. So that oh. was very very bright. That just happened. Yeah, it, the whole anyway. room lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so for those of you guys listening, we're going through a lightning storm apparently yeah. right now. <laughs> right. I think it passed me already. I think it's at you now. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, anyway, I lost my train of thought. Um, I don't know. I oh. was just saying that you were doing great. You know. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks. No problem. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the like fake it till you make it too oh yeah i'm <laughs> still kind of like it. yeah exactly yeah. Just, just show up even though if you don't know what's going on and eventually you'll <laughs> yeah. learn <laughs> yeah and that's the thing like i mean it's gotten to the point where people ask me like really technical questions or somebody will ask a technical question then people will bring me up onto a stage somewhere <laughs> and be like mike can answer this he knows everything and i'm like i don't know this is a 70 dollar fine mic people don't even know what the hell that is you know, but I work, this is what I do. And hey, then I've heard works. of other people talk about microphones. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this one, one or the sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. The um, other day I was, I was hosted, hosting two different rooms at the same time. And then someone pinged me into a third room and I was, I literally like after that whole whirlwind happened, I stopped and I was like, people are actually asking me for advice. Like yeah. what, why, why me? Who are, who am I? But right. you know, sometimes I actually know what I'm talking about guys. Yeah. So <laughs> me too, but you know, may not be, that's why I just kind of like let the conversation breathe. And that's why I have people like you around to kind of help answer the questions so that I look even better. So that's, yeah. you know. And you do sound, you have a good way of sounding like, you know what you're talking about at least. So that yeah. works. Even when I say, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds like I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so talk to, let's just talk about the podcast because we've been dancing around it like crazy. Um, so why did you start it? Uh, was it just like a COVID project? Was it something that you wanted to, was another AB testing type thing with a podcast? Um, did I so, use that right? Did I use AB testing? Yeah, right? Kind of. Right. <laughs> maybe not we'll AB, maybe just testing. Yeah. Just testing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So tell, tell me about the podcast. So it's called the Drinks After Work podcast. Um, and I interview people within the marketing and creative industry. And I use that term pretty loosely. Um, but mostly I just talk about things that interest me with people that are interesting. Um, and it's happy hour style, obviously, because, you know, why not? Sure. Um, but part of the reason why I called it Drinks After Work and the whole brand stem from there was because I actually, especially stemming from like my early days in advertising, um, you know, after after hours, we would either crack a beer or we'd get some wine or we would um, go to the bar across the street from where we worked and have drinks after work with people that we that we were working with. But then we'd also like, you know, my friend from this company would come and then so-and-so's friend from that company would come and it would kind of be like a fun little networking event where we talk about, you know, fun side projects that we worked on or crazy clients that we had or, you know, whatever kind of half venting, but also bouncing interesting ideas off of each other. Yeah. Um, and then when I left the advertising world, um, part of me thought that that was going to end basically. And then I found 
similar people with similar interests at, at Verizon and then at, at other jobs that I've had where um, that those types of conversations I just kept finding myself in and I find it find them fascinating and I like having those types of marketing creative um, conversations with people and learning from people too. So I left I left Verizon a couple of years ago and kind of took a hiatus from the working world, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I missed that interaction. I missed happy hour, basically. Yeah. Um, and then obviously COVID hit and I missed happy hour even more. Same. Um, but even before COVID, I you know, got pregnant too. So I was nine months of not drinking and therefore not going to happy hour. And then now that I'm a mom, I have a kid that I can't necessarily go to happy hour, even if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can, but not really in the same, same right. way. I have yeah. to be responsible. If you just leave, now. if you, son, you have a son, right? <laughs> son, yeah. Yeah. So if you leave your son at home, yeah. even though he can't drive. Right. Still frowned upon. <laughs> so yeah. kind of. Kind I'll of. be back in an hour. <laughs> just don't drive away. <laughs> yeah. So basically it was me missing those types of conversations and yeah. wanting to have them. Um, I started actually by writing a blog and putting like my ideas of marketing out into the world. And then I was like, this is silly. I don't actually like blogging. Um, and it didn't have that two-way conversation. So then I decided to start a podcast. There you go. And now here we are. Here we are. <laughs> here we are on June 8th. And then uh, this episode posts, whatever. <laughs> Um, but uh, so tell me like what the experience has been like, because I know, you know, you've talked about it in clubhouse rooms, how, you know, with all the other stuff going on, you work, you are a mom, you have a podcast, you're a reels champ, you know, you're doing all these different <laughs> things. How do you juggle all those things? And do you see at times some, you know, taking a hit, obviously I'm sure not the mom or the work <laughs> stuff, um, but maybe the other peripheral stuff like the podcast, you know, like how, has that, uh, you know, roller coaster been? Yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster. That's a great way of putting it. Um, and actually, fun fact: um, if you listen to my podcast, you probably know I ask people at the end of it what their um, theme song is, and my theme song has to do with roller coasters. So there's oh. a whole little fun fact there. So. I didn't even know that. I just guess. <laughs> there you go. What's the song? What song is about a roller coaster? Um, it's Incubus. It's called "Wish You Were Here," and oh. the specific line is. Life's a roller coaster and I'm not strapped in. I should uh -huh. be holding tight, but my hands are busy in the air. Okay. So yeah, that's my favorite line of all time. All anyway, right. that was a fun little side. Yeah, side no, I like that. <laughs> um, we'll make that a real. We'll make it a real. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of the side projects, a lot of the fun stuff that I like to do definitely take a backseat sometimes. Yeah. Um, hence why I've been, I've had the podcast for what now a couple of months and I'm only 10 episodes in. Um, but that being said, I, I am trying to kind of find a good cadence for it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's super important to compartmentalize things too. So for me, when I'm in work mode, I need to be fully in work mode. When I'm in podcast mode, I need to be fully in podcast mode. And then at the end of the day, once my son comes home, I need to be in mom mode hundred percent. So, yeah. and I, that one, that one's easy for me. I just, that's like a non-negotiable, yeah, exactly. you know, and I, I'm sure it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one, you know, my phone's down unless he's napping or whatever. And then I'm, I'm fully present there, but 
it's not so easy when you're working and all of a sudden, you know, you're trying to multitask and you're like, well, let me give five minutes to my podcast. And then next thing you know, it's an hour and a half later. And then I I have all these other emails that I have to get to and all this other stuff that I have to do. So um, it's trying to batch work is a big thing, but also just make sure that like when you are dedicating time to whatever task it is that you're working on, dedicate that time fully and only be present there because it's, Yes, multitasking is a thing, and I pride myself on being a very good multi multitasker. But it's going to suffer a lot. Uh, yeah. Whatever topic you're you're doing, or whatever thing you're doing at the time, is not going to get a hundred percent of your output because your brain is elsewhere. So right. that's kind of the thing that's helped me help me make sure that I'm able to do all those million things at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, so talk to me. So I find this interesting, not what you were just talking about, even though that was interesting. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I think kind of like pulling all these, all these things that we've talked about over the course of this episode, cause we've been talking for 45 minutes, I think. Yeah. Right. I mean, I never look at the clock and I just did. And I'm like, Oh wow. <laughs> I've had to fear for a while. Um, so you have this marketing background and you yeah. have a podcasting background outside of the reels, which we discussed earlier, have been, have there been things that you've done in your marketing background that you've tried to apply to the podcast that you've seen have maybe worked? This could be like a marketing tip for any podcaster out there. Um, <laughs> just curious. So um, for me, not necessarily, unfortunately, I uh, have not had the time. However, yeah. um, I have not necessarily the podcasting, but I've helped other people start their stuff and try and get their name and their word out there. Um, outside of advertising, because I think that that's a big thing that podcasters can do, but it's a big thing that people don't necessarily have the funds for. Um, outside of advertising, I think making sure that people know that you have a podcast out there is important. So make sure it's advertised on your LinkedIn channel. I know that you you do all this on on LinkedIn and um, you have a big presence there, but make sure it's on across all of your social medias. When you're networking with someone, for example, make sure that they know, hey, not only am I the coolest guy in title insurance, but I also have a podcast that you probably want to listen to because I interview some pretty cool people. Um, If you, I mean, I I know it's annoying because I see all the funny memes about it too, but like the the stereotypical saying that if someone has a podcast, you know, they have a podcast because they're going to tell you that they have a podcast. I think it's important though, because... If you don't tell people that you have one, how would they know? No, you know, idea. like they, they wouldn't. Um, so I feel like making sure that people know that you have one is super important. Yeah. Um, and also this doesn't necessarily apply to you, but to people that maybe have solo shows, making sure that you get one person or um interview someone that is interesting enough to get other people to talk about it. That kind of buzz is really important too. Right. So yeah. those are some like quick organic ways of doing it. Um, other than that, I think it's, it's really relying on um, paid stuff. Yeah. Right. Which I, I mean, I just like Don't started recently dabbling into it just to kind of see like if there's a, a big mover, you know, um, and we're, you know, I'll let you know, but, um, uh, but yeah, no, I think the organic stuff, uh, you know, obviously has been the biggest driver cause that's how I started the show. I mean, exactly. you know, like I did not do any paid stuff, um, you know, and then just kind of grew 
a decent sized audience, not huge, but just something because I was leveraging other people's audiences by having guests on the show and making sure that I, you know, I've evolved a lot of what I do over time, but a lot of it still is based in that organic side. So I just, you know, was curious to see, you know, what, uh, suggestions or tips that you had. Um, so the, sh- uh, going back to the show real quick, um, I'm always interested to kind of hear, uh, goals from people. So <laughs> you're 10 episodes in at the time of this recording. Um, do you have any goals for the show? Like, is this something that you want to kind of, I know you said you want to find a good cadence and a good rhythm and all that kind of stuff. And I know that you've talked before outside of this show about possibly like, you know, altering maybe the format or whatever it is and kind of how you, I hit you, uh, uh, post episodes or whatever. Um, but, um, do you have any goals? Like, do you, do you see it evolving into anything different or would you like it to evolve into anything different? Or do you, are you happy with kind of what you're doing right now? Um, so my problem is I have too many goals. I have too many, too many ideas. Goals. Too ambitious. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> my too, biggest it, weakness is true. I try too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't necessarily try too hard, oh, but right, I have yeah. too, I have too many ideas to be able to try. <laughs> right. I feel like I'm um, the same way a lot of times. Yeah. But keep going. I I want this to take off. I want this to be like the next biggest thing. Um, I have like, you know, lots of people in my head that I want to be um, big, big name podcasters that um, I want to emulate, for example, and I want to be able to branch off of there. So yeah, I see this going. And I mean, and that's part of the reason why a lot of times I come to you guys or I, I put stuff out there into the universe, because I'm like, the more I talk about it, the more it's going to drive me to want to adapt and change and make it better too. So, um, yeah, I see it going into me, not just interviewing people, but offering additional marketing strategy support and, um, insights and things that people can, can come to, to get small little snippets of whatever topic it is around marketing. Um, ultimately I want to be able to help people with marketing, So whether that's through the podcast and then growing it into like a course or, um, doing merch or doing, you know, a bigger, I, I just want this to be like Epic. So yes, eventually it's going to be, I'm going to put that that out to the universe. Yeah. Right now it's eventually it is going to be Epic. Yeah. Um, it's just taking baby steps to get there. And also the other problem that I have is prioritizing myself and my stuff over other people. So like I said in the beginning, I'm probably going to not edit my episode and end up playing with your logo <laughs> instead. So <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not sending it to you until, <laughs> until this episode posts, I'm not sending you my logo. I'm just kidding. I'm going to send it to you like right after this, but yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, but no, I think that's, that's, uh, that, that's good goals to have because obviously we're all in this to try to, you know, it would be cool if we were, next level type stuff and you know you seem i know that you, you have the tools <laughs> yeah, at least like the, the knowledge and the know-how on how to grow something so yeah. then it's just a matter of being able to apply it and you know channel channel the energy like put the train on the right track and just kind of <laughs> like let it go yeah um yeah the so. thing is i'm i'm great at helping other people do this and helping other people grow their accounts and grow their podcasts and whatever um start their businesses and continue growing their businesses. I'm not so great at implementing my own advice. So do as I say, not as I do. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's a good way to, to put it too. You know, I mean, like, cause I've, like I said, I've heard you talk and I've tried to implement things at times. I mean, again, tried the 30 day real challenge failed miserably. I mean, I was doing pretty good with it. I mean, I was two were, weeks, I was going strong. I was even doing weekends and then I missed like Memorial day or something. And then I missed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, I forgot to do a reel. 
And then I was like, well, I can't post, you know, five because that, that doesn't <laughs> count. Um, so then I did like one and that one actually got over a thousand views. So I was kind of happy go. with that. That's so awesome. just right out of the right out of the blue. But just to go back to the reels thing, I don't know, <laughs> again, all over the place. Um, so I noticed, you know how you could do like the insights on Instagram? Yes. In the seven day period where I basically forgot to do one, the in- audience engagement was down 30% as uh, week over week. So mm-hmm. the, the week prior where I had done a reel every day, then my new engagement for that week was now yeah. down 30%. So well, yeah, that's inherently going to happen because as you're putting more content out there, people are going to want to engage with that content. Right. Um, so, you know, and your stuff is interesting enough to where people don't just look at it. They like it, for example, yeah. and they comment on it. So that all adds to engagement. Right. Um, so it makes sense that engagement was down when you were posting reels because yeah. you're also limiting your, um, your reach. Yeah. I've Reels. also seen a, a slowdown also in the, in the growth of the account itself. You yeah, know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're not getting, you're not using the avenues that Instagram has to be able to grow your account further. Reels does that. Reels yeah. gives, gets you in front of way more eyeballs than you normally would. Posting to your feed, posting to stories, that doesn't do that enough. Stories doesn't post to anyone outside of the people actually following you. So. Right. Gotcha. So, yeah. It's important to, to remember, you know, there, you have all these different levers that you can pull. Yeah. I think I've used that analogy a couple of times in, in this recording, but yeah. um, make sure that you have, don't just pull one on and off multiple times. You have to pull several at the same time and try and figure out what works. Yeah. They all right. work together basically. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And that's definitely, I would agree because I've seen it firsthand on how, it, on how it happened. So Yeah. But see, you know, it's backup to say that, like, I'm not just faking it. I am like, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. N- numbers don't lie. Numbers exactly. don't lie. And exactly. my numbers aren't lying right now. So, um, <laughs> all right. So we have been talking for almost an hour and this has been great. Uh, but I know uh, we talked about all these other things you have going on and I'm not letting you sit on the show for two, three hours, just chatting with me. Um, you're gonna have to go do your other stuff and edit your episodes. Fine. So we're going to move the show into this closing segment, which we call under the spotlight, which you are familiar with. Uh, so the spotlighters have been listening to us talk for the last hour. Uh, so what would be one thing that you would want them to go away, walk away from this episode with? So you are under the spotlight. <laughs> it's funny because I, I texted you and I was like, I'm nervous for this segment because yeah. I don't actually have anything to say. Um, Everybody but- has something to say. Well, yeah. yeah, going through this conversation has helped me develop what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to understand two things. One is does not matter what it is, what company it is that you're doing or that you're working for or what brand it is that you're trying to start, what your endeavors are. Um, marketing is important and understanding your customer is the most important thing that you can do not just where you want them to be, but understanding where they are currently today. So whether that's knowing that people don't know who you are and what you're doing and the fact that you have a podcast or the fact that you have a coffee shop or you have this product to sell, um, or is your customer, is a person that you're targeting someone that does know who you are and is intimately familiar with what, with what you do. So understanding the difference and knowing that, that, Knowing that there is a difference in step one, yeah. step two is being able to talk to those people differently is another huge thing. Because I, the number one thing that I see um, people do, mistakes that people make, is they talk to every single one of their customers, every single one of their target audiences in the same manner. And they don't realize that people need 
people need individual attention. Basically we're all needy people. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. and so they want to be, they want to feel special. Everyone wants to feel special, whether it's the person that literally has no idea who you are or the person that knows you and has bought from you 17,000 times, they both want to feel special. And so when you talk to them the same way, they don't feel special. They don't feel like they're going to like or connect with your stuff, whether it's a podcast, a product, whatever. Um, and so they're not going to continue to be a loyal customer right. if they already are, or they're not going to buy your stuff in the first place. So basically understand the customer life cycle, understand their journey with you as a brand, whatever it is that the that brand is, and then talk to them a little bit differently and make sure that, you know, you, you treat people special, <laughs> treat people special. That's the treat ultimate, special. that's the Ultimately. spot. Yeah, there we go. Um, people yeah, are needy see, and they need to be, they need to feel special. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, you put so much pressure on yourself for that one answer because <laughs> you knew it was coming and that was great. No, that was perfect. Um, so for the people listening, the spotlighters, if they need more tiff, where can they go to get more tiff? So Instagram, um, right now it's the drinks after work hold on. No, it's drinks after work underscore podcast um, on Instagram is the number one place where you can find me um, almost daily. I don't post on the weekends because um, I think that, you know, you have a job, you don't work on the weekends. Well, you probably do because you do all the time, yeah. but generally speaking, people don't work on the weekends, but right. that's mostly where you can find me. Um, also, I have the podcast as we talked about most of this time, it's called the drinks after work podcast. Um, and you can find it everywhere you listen to this show. Cause you're probably listening to the show on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. So very true. Yeah. Also listen to my show. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I would agree with that. So, um, and I will, for, if for whatever reason you don't want to go directly to TIFF and you want me to connect you to TIFF, I don't know why you would want that, but we could do that. <laughs> so you could either email me at themorningspotlight at gmail.com or go to the website, themorningspotlight.com. I would be happy to make that introduction or hear from any one of you. Uh, Tiff, thank you for coming on the show. This was great. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Of course. It definitely was. It definitely was. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then <laughs> I can't uh, wait to have this round two on my podcast. So right. for you well, those of you listening. Yeah. Yeah. Keep Mike's an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, and then in that one, I'll talk way more because I yeah. made you talk so much <laughs> during this one. Um, but that's, that's the, the give yeah, and take, give it's and the, take it's the guest host experience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Awesome. It's going to be fun. So yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm pumped. And then, you know, and then we'll have to work on getting that edited and then posted and yeah. So it thing. might be like three years before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we'll record it before this one posts, but we will never, it'll be one of those dark, those dark episodes that we were discussing into with a the different vault. show. Yeah. <laughs> into the vault. It's somewhere in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inside jokes. Oh, we man. love inside jokes. Um, all right. It. So Tiff, thank you again. And spotlighters, thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Just a reminder that any views expressed in the Morning Spotlight are the views of the speaker and should not be construed to be the views of any other person, any employer, or any organization. Thank you. We'll see you next week.